Hey team, I want you to meet Patrick Coleman, VP of Growth at Repolit. Patrick, what are three ways your team converts your market into revenue? Yeah, so today we're making money from individuals and businesses via our hacker and pro plans. Um, we also recently just made our education product free. Um, and I think the idea behind that was as part of our mission to bring the next billion coders online, um, it's really important to us to be able to make Replit the default entry to programming experience. And there are so many people around the world without access to expensive computers and powerful systems. And, uh, and we just want to help every student and teacher around the world. Um, coding is a superpower and uh, we think more people should have it. Um, and then I think in the future, we're excited about helping creators to make money directly on Replit. Um, and I think a really cool story recently is that a young man in India who learned to code and he builds on Replit just made more money in a month than his entire family uh, makes in a year. So these types of stories from our community are just really encouraging and we wanna, we wanna help even more of that, that happen. What are three hard problems that you recently overcame? Yes, I think three hard problems. This is tough. This took me a little time to kind of think through. Um, but I think deciding to make our education product free was a pretty tough decision. Um, it was performing well for us. But as our, our hacker plan, which is for individuals and the pro plan, the revenue has been growing. And as we kind of reflected more deeply on our mission to, to bring a billion coders online, we knew this was the right thing to do. Um, and there was, uh, you know, anytime you do a big change like this, there's a little bit of kind of anxiety and trepidation. But um, since we have made the announcement, the feedback has just been incredibly positive. And it was only about a week ago that we made the announcement and we've had just a blowout week in terms of the reception and number of signups for our education products. So I'm very encouraged by that. Um, another hard problem. So we just put on our first ever user conference and, um, and a big part of the user conference was a crowdfunding campaign that we announced with WeFunder to let our community also participate in our upside. And to make that happen was just like an all out sprint from like uh, the marketing team, like product team, like Amjad, our CEO, like finance, legal, like everybody was just all hands on deck um, to get this out in a record fast amount of time. And then just great validation uh, from the community. The round was oversubscribed um, in less than 24 hours. Um, and then finally, um, I think one interesting thing too that we saw too is that like over the past, even like a couple of years, we've seen a lot of professional users signing up for Replit. And, um, and that wasn't really kind of our initial our initial plan to like go build a product for professionals like and but we started just talking to these users and and learning all of the uh, all of the really exciting ways that they're using Replit for everything from like pair programming to technical interviewing to rapid prototyping and I could go on but um, we we ended up like collecting excitement and kind of interest via a waitlist and then we ran a really um, kind of months long like closed alpha to just get tons of direct user feedback and really dig into like where the pain points were and what we could do to, to improve things. And then when we were able to finally kind of launch the product to the public, um, reception was really fantastic as well. And we've got some, uh, some big, big fans um, in the uh, professional engineering community too. What's a roadblock that you're working on right now? Yeah, three roadblocks. Um, so even though we've made our education product free very recently, like we still need to run a go-to-market motion to convince schools and teachers to use Replit. Um, and, and I think there's going to be some challenges, uh, with this as well. Um, you know, um, I think as the 
kind of world is moving towards a lot more kind of like cloud and browser-based tools. And I think Figma is a great example of this in design, Google Docs, obviously. Um, I think things are, are kind of changing, but I think the coding world in some ways, and particularly in the education um, side of things, like has not entirely caught up to this yet. Um, so I think, you know, not only are we needing to encourage people to use Replit, but also educating them on the benefits of working in the browser. Um, but when teachers come around and when they and they see this and when the students get to experience using a tool like Replit, um, the feedback is just phenomenal. And, and I think one of the most encouraging things is like people being able to code on Chromebooks or mobile devices that are a lot cheaper and more accessible um, just makes it so much easier for teachers to reach more students, um, particularly as, uh, as coding gets to be a required subject in more and more places. Um, another roadblock. Um, so I would be remiss if I didn't mention hiring. <laughs> we are we are hiring as fast as we can, but we still can't hire fast enough. So I'll just do a quick plug too. If anyone listening is excited about our mission, uh, please apply. We would love to talk to you. Uh, and then finally, um, you know, while our team was small and scrappy, we were primarily growing via word of mouth, um, and we sort of uh, neglected some of the more traditional like. Uh, marketing, growth hacking, or acquisition channels, and uh, and search was one of these that like we were performing very well on, but didn't give a lot of our mind share to. And I think um, now that we're kind of you know growing the team and and really digging into um, a lot of like the kind of funnel metrics and like traditional like marketing and growth tactics, um, this is an area where I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of room to uh, to to grow Replit even faster. So that's going to be an area where where I and my team are going to spend a lot of time in the coming uh, six months to a year. What are three mental models that you use to do your best work? Yeah, I really love this question. Um, uh, first would be bias to action. Um, so I really deeply believe that like moving quickly, but with focus uh, is the best way to fight both procrastination and perfectionism. Um, and I think it's rare that decisions cannot be reversed. Sometimes you have big decisions that can't be reversed and you should really kind of plan for these, but but most decisions are reversible. And for these decisions, like speed is very much of the essence. Um, the next one is kind of part of our, our kind of cultural values and operating principles at Replit, but seek pain. And I'm a big, I'm a big fan of this. Um, and, and we really believe that you can't learn unless you're shipping real things to real people. And then you're digging into what's not working and, and go fix it. And I think, you know, our, our default mental attitude is to Kind of avoid hard things and look for the easy path and i'm really kind of happy to be part of a company where we sort of normalize like things aren't going to be easy all the time and the and the best way to to move forward and to grow um both as a business and like professionally and as individuals is to dig into what's what's not working where there's a little bit of pain uh, apply that growth mindset and uh and and keep iterating and improving um and then finally um i'm a big kind of fan of the the idea of beginner's mind and I think uh, at startups, uh, things change so, so fast uh, that often like your old mental models about the way the world works, about the way that you should operate, uh, about, you know, I mean, I love Andrew Chen's like law of shitty click throughs, like in marketing, like, you know, what worked a year ago or 10 years ago is not necessarily going to keep working. So I think having that, that beginner's mindset, always approaching things from uh, first principles uh, is the best way to kind of keep up. As, as the market evolves. And, uh, and it's kind of fun to be a, a perpetual beginner and kind of in wonder of the, uh, 
the way that the business and the world is constantly evolving. What are three techniques that other GTM teams need to try? Yeah, so I think um, something that I've kind of picked up on and I'm a big fan of is to uh, when you're when you're building and launching products and selling products, to start with pricing. So pricing should come first. Um, and I think a key to our early growth in education was like was pricing the product at an appropriate level, so that teachers could really easily and uh, and you know the free trial experience was a big part of this, but so the teachers could easily try this out and use it, and then encourage other teachers in their school to use it. And that they could get it approved at their schools um, without needing to go through a lengthy approval process. So doing a bit of customer research um, and knowing your market um, before, um, you know, <laughs> running a lot of crazy uh, pricing experiments or, or you know, trying to just put a product out there first, um, I think will be really, uh, really useful and, and drive a lot of growth. Um, we're also a really big fan of, uh, of freemium and product-led growth models. Um, so I think letting your users realize some of the value before asking them to pay is a really smart thing to do. And I think this is why we're seeing more and more businesses kind of shift to this approach. And it's kind of the same thing in like a more traditional enterprise sales model too. Like, you know, if you want to get the next meeting, if you want to get the close, like you have to give, you have to give a little bit of value too. You got to provide some, some information. You got to provide like some impact that you're going to expect your customers to have. Um, so that they know that this is going to be worth their time. And I think this has worked really well for us um, with our, our freemium uh, model. Uh, and then finally, I would say like knowing your persona is really key. So like different audiences respond to different tactics. I mean, this is a, a bit obvious, but it really helps uh, to remember this. Like we can reach young coders on Discord and TikTok. We're not going to be able to reach their teachers or the professionals there as well. Um, and I think it's easy when you're sprinting and you're sort of in this like lean startup mode and you just want to like put out MVPs really fast to, um, to lose track of like, who exactly are you building for? And I think one of the hardest things, uh, to do is in a startup is to stay focused and, um, and knowing exactly who you want to build for and which customers, um, are not an ideal fit for you right now is really important and it'll help you not get into the this failure mode of trying to do too many things at once. Who are three operators that should be our next guests and why? Yeah, um, I think I'm allowed one from my company. So I wanna I wanna give a shout out to Antoine Bateau on my team um, who leads BizOps for us, just super sharp. Um, you know, started his career as an engineer and then was a strategy consultant for software businesses and just um, a brilliant go-to-market operator. Um, Sri Apta, the uh, VP of Revenue at Triple Bytes, uh, is a great guy in Triple Bytes, a fantastic business, uh, big fans, and, and really anybody operating kind of in the space to make it easier for, for more people to you know, get jobs in coding and kind of realize the benefits of the internet economy, um, big, big fans of. And then the last person I want to give a shout out to, I'm still waiting for her um, okay to share her details, but her name is Megan. And, uh, and she worked at another education software company when I was just getting started at my last startup, uh, which was my first startup ever. And, um, and she was both like a, a kind of friend and a therapist and shared so many little tips of, uh, of business operations and, and go-to-market wisdom with me that I don't think I would be having nearly as much success as I had uh, if not for her. So um, these, are, these are some folks that uh, I would highly recommend chatting with. Love it, Patrick. Thank you. Hey team, what did you think about this? I think you need to put Patrick Coleman on your go-to-market radar. 
If you can't recruit him, you could try to join Patrick's team over at Repolit, or you can try to join mine at Monograph. We're both hiring. Oh, by the way, have we met yet? I'm Chris Morgan, host of the Market to Revenue podcast. Shoot me an email right now about what you thought about this episode. It's chris at markettorevenue.com. Talk to you in a moment.